wasn't tied back in a braid. If we're going to talk about aloof men, let's talk about Dylan and see how you like it. Let's not, Hope said immediately, making Emily suspect her sister and her longtime on-again, off-again lover Dylan Wakefield were currently in an off phase of their relationship. I'm clear on Wednesday. How's that? Wednesday's good. Come out for lunch and I'll fix you something. Sweet, Hope said with enthusiasm. Emily smiled. Hope exercised a lot. Their mother had always said she was hyperactive, and she never seemed to be able to eat enough to keep weight on her athletic frame. Unlike Emily, who felt every slice of cake sticking to her hips like glue. They settled on noon for lunch and ended the phone call. Emily picked up her abandoned coffee cup, taking a sip only to find it had grown cold during her conversation with her sister. Making a face, she walked to the microwave and set the cup to reheat for 30 seconds. While she waited for the bell to ding, she stared out at the rain-spattered kitchen window, her thoughts turning to Brandon Walker. She couldn't blame Hope for her wariness about Brand. He was a big man, with wide shoulders and chiseled features often set in grave expressions. His manner was quiet, his gray eyes watchful, and Emily could see how that might be unsettling for those who hadn't glimpsed his soft smiles or the moments of humor he was capable of. Add that to the military shortness of his light brown hair, plus the fine scar that cut a swathe through his left eyebrow, and Brandon Walker made an imposing figure. Yet she'd never been afraid of him. It had been almost two years since he'd first turned up at her door. He'd ended up doing some odd jobs for her, and their relationship had begun soon after. Was relationship the right word? Love affair? Friendship with benefits? Emily wasn't sure what she was supposed to call what she and Brand had together. All she knew was that he needed her, needed this place, and she never wanted him to leave. The microwave pinged, rousing Emily from her thoughts. Just as she was about to pull the mug from the machine, she stilled. A man, dressed in black from head to toe and riding a black motorbike, emerged from within the tunnel of high sugarcane stalks that bracketed her long driveway. Visitors to Mulholland Homestead usually came in horse floats or big four-wheel drives, not on motorbikes. This man definitely didn't seem like Emily's type of customer— someone who wanted to stable their horse or to book a twilight beach ride on one of Emily's own steeds. Perhaps he was lost. Tourists often took a detour off the main highway to drive the coast road through Leighton's headland and the other picturesque small towns south of it. Although they rarely made it as far as Kingston Vale because it required crossing the river by ferry, Still, it wasn't impossible that someone would stumble upon her out here if they were looking for the beach but couldn't find one of the concealed access points amidst the cane and the eucalypts. He doesn't look like the beach-going type, Emily mused as the man pulled his bike to a stop in front of the house and switched off the thrumming engine. She watched through the window as he dismounted, his long black denim-encased leg arcing gracefully off the machine. The rain had grown heavier in the last few months so the man kept his jacket zipped and his helmet on. Gus, her five-year-old Kelpie, came bounding around from the side of the house barking. A moment later, the click of toenails sounded on the timber-planked veranda as the older, pint-sized George bothered to emerge from the warmth of his kennel to see what was up. 
Other than a couple of warning yaps, though, the mixed-breed mutt mostly left the barking to Gus. Before Gus got himself too worked up, the man, heedless of the rain now, quickly took off his helmet and bent to his haunches. Even his hair was black. He stretched out a hand to Gus, who gave it a close inspection and, seeming to like what he smelled, started to wag his tail. The man crooned a low, good boy, and gave the dog a pat. On the porch, George started to leap from foot to foot, his stumpy tail moving from side to side in similar excitement over the unexpected visitor. Great watchdogs you two are, Emily muttered as she plucked her steaming mug from the microwave and headed toward the front door. He better not be an axe murderer. Emily opened the door as the man mounted two of the porch steps and waited there, close enough to be standing beneath the overhang, but not so close as to take liberties. The screen door...